Hi, this is Bob, and today I have an interview with Bloody Nightmare. Bloody Nightmare has released Pillars of Chaos, their second full length. This album definitely showcases the band getting stronger and more diverse. This is one you don't want to miss. And here is my interview with Bloody Nightmare. Hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. How are you? Doing great. I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me today. No, thank you for the invitation, man. We're really happy to be here. I'm representing the band, but they all send your regards. I wanted to ask about the recording process for Pillars of Chaos. How'd it go? Well, it was really nice. We're really happy with the with the result. Let's say like the construction uh, was a little bit challenging. Um, we had some little things to actually that that we have to work against like uh, a lineup change that we had through those days uh we also are living in different cities now uh, especially our bassist player he's in medellin we are in bogota so we had to use different recording studios um to get everything together but at the end i think it was worth um we we came out with this album which has had I would say uh, a, a good response in terms of, of the media or and also the listeners. And well, we, we don't even have it yet in physical way, <laughs> in physical means, but we're really looking forward to get it as soon as possible, just that it comes from Spain. The record label is from there, so it's going to take a while. But in the meantime, we're working a, a version that we're going to uh, release maybe next week here in Colombia. I wanted to ask if you could speak on the song Night Riders. It's one of my favorites off the album. All right. Well, good. Good about it. Uh, it's one of my favorites, too, actually, I would say. Uh, well, Night Riders, um, I think it's one of the pillars of the album. Um, that's why we chose it to be uh, among the first singles that we released. And it basically goes uh, with this line that we have dealt with uh, through our lyrics, which is using a lot of symbolism in terms of representing chaos and representing all these hellish aspects of, of the human um, through a symbol like it's Satan, right? And also yeah. how we feel part of it, how we accept it and we embrace it because we consider ourselves those night riders that, that the, the lyrics talk about. Um, and it's like you know, being proud of what you are, accepting what you are. And although there's a lot of darkness and, and you know, very obscure things in the lyrics, we also enjoy it. You know, we, 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 we like speed metal and heavy metal because they allow us to leave this hedonism that I think metal has to have, especially in these subgenres. Night Riders is an example. <laughs> And I wanted to change pace and ask you about just a matter of time. How did oh that my. one go for you? Well, that, that was very challenging. Uh, we, When we started composing the album, maybe I would say three years ago, no, even more, four years ago. Uh, since then, we had this idea of including something softer, maybe something like a ballad. And that's what we did with this. Um, the lyrics was composed by the guitarist Alexander Daza. And 
it has a lot of uh, melancholy into the lyrics and also through the music. The challenge part, of course, is about the vocals, uh, you know, singing uh, soft and, and with melody is always uh, kind of harder than do it aggressively, especially for us. That That's how we live metal. Uh, so... But at the end, uh, we got we got something that we liked, and we know for sure that at the moment that we were doing that, that it was going to be a factor that would split the audience on those who like it and those who don't. That's what always happens with ballads. Mm-hmm. Um, but but at the end of the day, that's that's what we wanted to do, and we are happy with the product. Yeah, I'm very happy with the placement of the song on the album i think the placement is is done very well and that's very key to the flow of the album as well thank you man we're really happy and appreciate that what track was the hardest for you guys to lay down in the studio um all right that's a good question let me think about it for a moment um maybe i would say that poisonous uh was really hard in terms of putting everything together um especially I, I'm, I'm the drummer so for me in the drums um it was it was a little bit hard uh it has some rhythms especially in the bass drum that are quite uh complex so and at the same time it, it involves a lot of harmony into the guitars so you know getting that in the in the right pace uh it's somehow difficult i think that would be the one i don't know for my partners but for me that's the one yeah and i also wanted to ask you if you could speak on the album artwork and the artist that was involved yeah definitely uh, it's a colombian artist uh his name is sorry his nickname is el muerto um and well, he's a, a great artist. We've known his work for a long time. Uh, his name is Christian Lopez, Christian Giuseppe Lopez. And well, we created all this concept of the Pillars of Chaos because I think that uh, it represented a lot this change in the music that we had. Uh, we, we came from something more into a speed trash before. And this one instead goes into speed heavy. So we kind of compared that with a cosmic, uh, with a cosmic vision, and that's what we explained to him. Uh, he was very good at understanding and uh, acknowledging the idea, and uh, he came out with this. Um, we basically just gets, gave some guidelines about uh, the elements that we wanted, uh, this light that comes up to the sky, and the the way of of using the colors, but. This guy, I would say that it's a genius in his art. Yeah. I wanted to ask, are there any tracks that didn't make the album? Um, there's a couple of them, but they're not so, I mean, so complete. I actually think that what we composed for the album is all there. The others were kind of simultaneous, but never were intended to be included there. So I think it's it's what it is. Yeah. And uh, what can fans look for next? Will um, there be tour dates? Well, we are expecting to do so. Um, we are at this point in the in the management planning of it. 
maybe uh, if everything goes as, as we expect, we'll be heading uh, to other countries in the south, but we still need to organize a lot, a lot of things about that. Um, on the meantime, we are also working on some compositions. Um, the band is turning 10 years, um, around 10 years already. So we want to do something special with some old compositions. We kind of rebuild them and want to do a, a new, maybe it's going to be an EP um, with those songs. And I, I think that it would also have another change in terms of music, maybe our way back to to the classic sound of the of the demo uh, a little bit darker a little bit more aggressive more you know german influenced by this trash so we want to do that in the ep and after we will see <laughs> and speaking of the 10 years i wanted to ask you mm -hmm. if you could tell me how it all started how did the band come together uh, it started way before i would say on 2011 more or less uh, as a school project but you know at that point it had a different name it, it was dark moon uh so it was not serious it was just you know a lot of we were just kids very energized <laughs> uh trying to to play everywhere and that's how it started but then on 2013 uh, well, not me. I mean, the, the 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 founders of the of the band. They they decided to make it serious to to you know to become a, or to make it a, a little bit more professional. And that's when they decided to to use another name. They came out with Bloody Nightmare for some video games. And well, from that point, everything was more focused and more serious into composing. Uh, own songs and to uh, performing in a different way, not just for the end, but, you know, like really performing as an art. So it started there. Mm -hmm. And I also want to ask you if you could speak on your own personal development. At what age did you begin? Well, I got involved into maybe into rock music uh, when I was 11 years old. And I met metal music when I was 13 years old. I was still at school. And man, that was, for me, that was such a change. You know, when you feel that revelation, that you feel that that's your thing. That's what happened to me. I met it, obviously, through commercial bands and all that. But time passed by. And every 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 moment, I got more involved into into darker things. I think in a personal way, I'm really into the underground scene in many different ways. Uh, I'm part of bands. Uh, I'm I'm also a huge fan of the underground scene, and I have done several projects to support it. Uh, so, yeah, it it was like a calling. It, I was summoned by it. Yeah, I wanted to ask you along your musical journey what do you feel has been the best advice that has been given to you um i would say that it's to do what we think is right regardless what other things uh sorry what others think um i think that's the best and it's like a motto to to get everything together and, and start creating more projects because when you do that um you keep your focus and you aim to to your own objectives so your perspective is not kind of contaminated by others 
Um, I, I'm not saying that it's not important what other things at all. No, no, no. I think there must be like an equilibrium between those, but there always uh, must be a priority on what you think what is right. You know, if you feel that's it, man, go for it. It doesn't matter what it takes. I think this is this best advice. Yeah. And I also want to ask you, in celebrating 10 years, what has been the proudest moment for you so far? Sorry, so the what? During your time in the music business, what has uh -huh. been your proudest moment so far? Oh, the proudest moments. Okay. Um, well, I would say that being able to represent the Colombian uh, speed metal scene outside, uh, we had the opportunity to go at, in a tour with two amazing Colombian bands, Punisher and Tumulario, to Mexico. And we did six six gigs there in different states. And it was amazing, this experience, uh, you know, receiving this this warmth um, uh, reaction of, of Mexican people was amazing. And after it was last year, we also had the opportunity to be uh, the supporting act in in the acts or in the tour of the band Luz Bell. They are Mexican too. Mm -hmm. They're like a Latin legend, actually, I would say, in terms of heavy metal. And we were able to accompany them in Peru in two dates, in two different um, concerts, Arequipa and Lima. So you know, feeling that reaction outside our local city, our hometown, which is Bogota, it's always great. It doesn't matter if it is a different country or even here inside the country, but in different cities. Uh, we have been so well received in, in cities like Bucaramanga, uh, also in Medellin. So, man, that's that's something that we are really proud of, totally. And as far as the music scene in your area, I wanted to know if you could describe it to me. All right. Uh, I can I can say in a very personal way that our scene is one of the best. <laughs> um, not just because I'm Colombian and, and whatever. It's because I really feel it that way. I mean, you go to concerts and you feel this adrenaline that people feel but in such an euphoric way especially here in Bogota uh, that I consider that nowadays we have one of the best places for all bands to actually play you know uh, it doesn't matter where you come from you will always get a great audience and a lot of energy and response here in the city and that's something I also I also feel proud of um, in terms of the bands, I think that there's a lot of talent uh, in all genres, man. We got we got some great bands in in trash, in death, and black. Um, after the pandemics, um, 2021, that was a year full of productions, and a lot of them were really high quality. Um, so I think it's very strong. Maybe the only thing we're missing is to believe that ourselves. Once we do that, I think all the scene will grow together, will get bigger and will be stronger. And I'm also happy because some of those bands that have been working here for a long time are going outside. You know, there, there has mm -hmm. been 
some recent concerts of Massacre, Infernal, outside in big festivals. And I think that's what we need. Uh, once we accomplish that, man, I think our scene is going to have a great impact. Mm -hmm. I also want to ask you as well, when you're not behind the kids, do you have any hobbies that you enjoy beyond music? Yeah, well, um, I also enjoy a lot reading. Um, I like a lot writing. Uh, one of the projects I told you about before uh, is, is like a media project. So I go to concerts, very underground concerts, and I wrote, write sorry, uh, reviews. Um, first is as a cathartic exercise you know i feel good writing but then uh, of course when i posted it it gets they get some reaction from people and i think it it promotes it it supports a lot the bands they they like um those kind of chronicles and reviews so and also you know the audience they they enjoy it so that's another hobby uh, apart from that we'll listen into music we are collectors in the band um we have i'll say good collections in especially on, on on my part i have a lot of cds so i like sitting down enjoying the music and reading the lyrics in a classical way the guitarist is uh, very addicted to um vinyls to, uh, i don't mm. know how to say vinyls vinyls um but yeah, he's, he's got a, a big collection. So um, I think that's what fills our spirit, you know? And uh, if I had to put you on the spot and have you give your top three drummers, who would they be? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I always admired Achilles Prister. He's very classical. Uh, well, very classical, but more than that, extreme. Um, that's definitely one i would go with um who else you can think of well dan biller i i really admire this guy especially for for this um i, I would say this gift that he has of both playing the drums and singing uh oh. i think that's just something admirable and what else uh let me see um maybe yeah, I would, I would go with Bill Ward. Uh, I think this guy was amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, is amazing what, what he does, especially in the fills on all those rudiments and the way that he plays the toms. Man, it's great. Um, maybe honorable mentions, definitely Vinnie Apis. Uh, I mean, there's so many. Uh, Nico McBrain. <laughs> I wouldn't, it's so difficult to choose. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but those are the ones. And in, in the national scene, I got some others that I really admire. Um, da David Uribe, he's the drummer of a band called Dirges in Medellin. This guy for me, it's a great drummer. And uh, I also wanted to ask you, what's the best way um, what will be the format for merchandise and a physical copy once it's complete? Okay, you mean to get it? Yes. Mm, yeah, well, there's going to be uh, two different versions of, of the album in terms of labels, right? So first, let's talk about the international one. It was the, the, the band was signed by Fighter Records. They are mm. a record label from Spain. 
been working really hard on the on the most recent years with with heavy and speed metal and they released three formats so uh there's a jewels kcd uh there's a, a vinyl and there's a, a pro tape all those three um you will be able to get it directly with fighter records just contact them through their website or fan pages and they will be able to to ship it uh anywhere you are um they're also gonna be in charge of distributing that through um some alliances uh allies and and for sure maybe it will arrive to to the states and, and other continents through those uh distribution networks um on the other hand um with my label which is called vestigio records um colombian label uh, i am releasing a digipack version national version uh, it includes some extra things um and well uh, the same thing i mean I'm, I'm able to ship it everywhere um mostly our distribution is here in latin america but that doesn't mean that i cannot send it to other places so uh, regardless where you are if you're interested you can either contact vestigio records that's with viv vestigio records um and, or you can contact the band and i'll personally myself take care of sending it yeah. And lastly, I wanted to ask you if you could give a message to your fans, what would that message be? Well, uh, first of all, it's it's how thankful we are for all the support that they have increasingly uh, given us through those years. Um, you know, they're always been there, really, really um, working alongside the band uh, with us and um, giving us that strength and that force so we're really thankful for that that's the first thing and second i would say it's the same advice that that was given to us before and it's man regardless what you want to do uh even if people don't like it just do it just do it follow that that real freedom that metal talks about and be yourself well, I wanted to thank you for taking time to speak with me and delivering an amazing album. While uh, I'm listening to it, I, I think this band is firing on all cylinders right now. Great, man. Well, we really appreciate it, man. Thank you for the invitation. It's been a pleasure uh, both to meet you and to be able to talk about this. Um, thank you for hearing us and also to spread us. I think this is something to be admired, uh, the way that you promote. So thank you, man. Really, really appreciate it, both. Well, thank you, and you have a great rest of your day, my friend. Yeah, same for you, man. We'll be in touch, all right? All right, cheers. Cheers, bye, see ya. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can sponsor the podcast. Just click that button and you can be a member of the family. And remember, come see me for a Fix.